What are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel. Take a fly. Ship me trace it out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. This is episode number 46, and we will be taking you through the wide receiver NFL Combine hopefuls. And Mm -hmm. before we get to there, I would like to reintroduce you to my friend Tom Tuttle. How are you, Tom? (laughs) I'm good. Ready to talk some uh, potential Rookie stars for a wide receiver position. All right. Sounds good. Well, let's start off with a little bit of news. Uh, We've got some sources. Uh, Earlier in the week, we're talking about Josh Rosen possibly being traded. But now the team that they were talking about him going to, the Redskins, uh, there's a source out there saying that the Redskins are going after Case Keenum. So (laughs) who is going to end up being the Redskins quarterback? Who knows? And I don't know how much it really matters, but yeah, that's that's a good one. I, I think that whoever they get needs to either be a superstar and lead them to a playoff <laughs> spot, or they just they could just go with McCoy. Yeah, <laughs> Who it, cares? If they want to start from the ground up, they might as well not waste any assets. Exactly. But exactly. if they think they have a shot, I mean. Case Keenum's a game manager. He took the Vikings to an NFC championship game. So it's, I mean, that's kind of what Alex Smith was. I would still rather have Alex Smith than Case Keenum, but they're similar quarterbacks. So I can see why they would have some interest in them, but I'm not going to be too excited either way. (laughs) I completely agree with that. All right, uh, so we're doing wide receivers this week. Uh, There's wide receiver news uh, running amok, and it kind of all ties into the New England Patriots. Last year, the Patriots apparently were looking into trading for Randall Cobb. Now, Randall Cobb is, of course, a free agent. Mm -hmm. That is a very interesting spot. I never considered Randall Cobb going to the Patriots. What do you think? I think it doesn't matter who the Patriots get. They can make anybody into a superstar. So as much as I thought last year that Randall Cobb was declining, and I was right. I just want to make that point. Mm -hmm. Um, If he goes to the Patriots, it won't matter. They'll make him good if they want to. If they don't want to, then he'll just be another whoever uh, that got cut by the Patriots. But I think if he goes to the Patriots, he'll be good. I agree. Uh if they can keep him healthy, he would yeah. be a great asset for Tom Brady because it's not like Randall Cobb is a deep threat anymore. He's just one of those no. yeah. Julian Edelman and Chris Hogan types where, well, we'll dump it off and see what happens. So it yeah. could be a good fit if he stays healthy. A good fit that we had talked about a few weeks ago is somebody that apparently the Patriots think the price tag is going to be too high, and that is Adam Humphreys. I really like that idea as far as fantasy goes for Adam Humphreys, but it oh, yeah. looks like he's not cheap enough for him. Yeah, which is weird because if you would have said this last year, <laughs> they would have they would have got him for a really good price because he didn't really make a name for himself until this last year. And 
it was it was really good. Yes. <laughs> it was really good. Yep, he definitely made enough an enough of a name for himself to yeah. warrant a decent price tag. I don't know what right. how much it's going to be, but uh it's one name that I've definitely got my eye on. I know you do too. Yep. And if he goes somewhere where he can be a number two, I, I expect decent numbers out of him and he'll probably go later on in these drafts if even drafted at all in some uh shorter leagues. <laughs> yeah. So Oh yeah. Definitely a guy that I'm looking for as a sleeper, depending on where he goes. All right, let's move on to some running back news quick. One name that has been linked to my Philadelphia Eagles and also another team in the NFC East, the Cowboys, are reportedly interested in Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that idea. We are not a huge power running team this last season. And we could use a pass-catching running back. And Duke Johnson definitely fits that bill. Now, I don't want him to go to the Cowboys because they Zeke and Duke (laughs) Johnson punch. uh, Yeah, that's going to be hard to... uh hard to stop, to be honest. Duke Johnson's not bad. And I think a lot of people don't realize that he's actually a really, really good pass-catching running back. And I was a couple years ago. He was insane two or three years ago, whatever it was. He had a really good year. And, I mean, if you're playing PPR, I mean, this guy is definitely somebody you can get later on. And if depending on where he's at, if he's with the Eagles, I actually kind of like him more than if he's with, fantasy-wise, if he's with the Cowboys. Yep, I'd have to agree with that. I don't know. It depends on how many Eagle or running backs the Eagles will have on their roster. They do like to rotate. So I would temper expectations. I like it personally as a fan if we could do that. Yeah. But yeah. fantasy, I'm still a little gun-shy on Duke Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. Let's move yep. to a team that sorely needs a running back, the New York Jets. And <laughs> it seems... I wouldn't say sorely. Oh, sorely. They they need <laughs> they need a running back. Okay. Uh, the report that I've read, are the Jets are expected to come away with either Le'Veon Bell or Tevin Coleman. And yep. Jason Lockenfora reports the Jets have much interest in Tevin Coleman, too. So if for some reason they're not willing to shell out that $40 billion guaranteed contract for Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> it looks like Tevin Coleman is their backup plan. What do you think about that? Um, If we're, yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. I, I think they're probably leaning towards not paying that much money for one player. And if that's the case, Tevin Coleman is perfectly fine with me. I actually really like that idea. Um, but I've been saying Le'Veon Bell to the Jets since <laughs> since week one <laughs> from, of last year. Yes. So I'm going to stick with that, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. All right. you gotta got to stick with you your... Stay <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Uh well so Le'Veon to the Jets would mean Tevin Coleman not going to be a Jet, but right. he's probably not going to re-sign with the Falcons, which no. for our purposes in the Dynasty Savages League would be perfect for us because yeah. we have uh, Devontae <laughs> Freeman and Ido Smith, so Ido Smith would take over that role. So when Devonta Freeman eventually goes down with an injury, we will have the backup again because we did not have Tevin Coleman in that league. Right, and that's just that's just perfect timing. Perfect, it, perfect, perfect. And hey, and it's not really we kind of 
sort of planned for that. I mean, you knew right. Coleman was probably <laughs> not going to be there next year. So you kind of get the backup to the backup at that point. Yep. And for hopefully our <laughs> Savages League, that works out exactly how we planned it. But, you yep. know, that not always how it turns out. So yeah, Sometimes your plans go sideways. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've heard now some teams are interested in Tyrell Williams. Uh, the yeah. Raiders, and I believe the Bills it was I read in a different uh, place, which would be interesting. Uh, a yeah. couple of gunslingers, David Carr can throw it downfield, and Josh Allen yeah. obviously can throw it downfield. So if Tyrell Williams goes to either one of those teams, do you think he's draftable next year? Uh, I think he's draftable. I think he would, if he would have stayed where he was, I think he would have been draftable too. I just think that it's got to be it's got to be one of your last picks um if he goes to the bills i kind of like it a lot in a way but that's still something you don't have to go you don't have to uh go crazy and draft him in the eighth round or whatever it is you can wait big time on him yeah it looks like he's going to command somewhere around 10 million a year so that that's a a big chunk of money to put out to a wide receiver who hasn't been a number one on a team uh, up to this point. So we will see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm interested. Again, it's one of those guys, kind of like Adam Humphreys, where I'm definitely interested, but right. it's it's going to yeah. have to be a great situation for me to uh, put him on my radar too high. Oh yeah, obviously you can't you can't go crazy with somebody who hasn't made too much of a name for themselves. All right, well, let's dive in. We told you we were going to be talking about the combine stuff, and we are starting off with the wide receivers because there mm-hmm. is a lot of wide receivers out there. Wow, yes, there is, and they are they all have something that stood out. It seems like. Whether it be good or bad, there was a lot of a lot of stats that happened at the combine, and we'll start off with the biggest name of this bunch, DK Metcalf yeah. from Old Miss. He came out and just murdered the forty yard dash. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his time, what was it, four point four three three, three which yeah. was not the fastest, but for a guy right. his size. That was a very impressive number. 6'4", 225-pound DK Metcalf, 4'3", 340. It it looks as if there's Julio Jones and Randy Moss kind of rolled into one, but he really doesn't have the numbers to back up what his stature is. Well, it's because last year he had that, what, neck problem. So he didn't really play all that much in True. college last year. So he only had, what, 26 receptions and 569 yards and five touchdowns. So five touchdowns on 26 receptions pretty awesome. But I, I, there, there are some issues when you watch a little bit of film, and I didn't watch a ton of it, I'm going to be honest. But he does seem to have somewhat of a route-running issue. But yes. in, in the combine, in the combine, it looks really good. So Not all of it. His three-cone yeah. time, 7.38, right, right. was slower than Paxton Lynch, Joe Flacco, and David DeCastro. So let's yes. not go too crazy. <laughs> it was better than expected. That's what I should say. Okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, the uh, 
Metcalf ran faster than Devin Hester, had right. benched more than Skins left tackle Trent Williams, and recorded a higher vertical than Odell Beckham. So it's all there. Now yeah. it depends on his situation and who's throwing to him, I think, is going to be the <laughs> biggest part. I mean, if he can blow past people, his route running can be slowly moved along and gotten better over time. Yeah, but if he can't get open at the NFL level, then he's going to be a fast bust. I think <laughs> it's very possible because when you are as highly um, regarded as he is right now, coming out of this combine, and then you go somewhere and you don't do anything, you're going to be what the next Treadwell, <laughs> Darius <laughs> Hayward Bay. That that's <laughs> yes. what I'm thinking. Yes. Obviously, he's much. Uh, more built than Hayward okay, Bay, yeah. but right, that's right, what right. I was like. If somebody takes him in the top 10, like the Raiders did with Hayward Bay and be like, Oh boy, you guys are taking mm-hmm. one heck of a chance at a high prospect wide receiver. So, right. And that's, you know, I wouldn't mind the jets. I'm getting off on a tangent. Here. I wouldn't <laughs> mind the jets going in a direction with him, but they have to trade back. You can't take him with the third. Oh, pick. please don't. <laughs> yeah. So, I'd, I almost rather trade back and get a receiver that we can kind of sort of hope for and maybe eventually trust in because we don't really have a whole ton of trust. We have some trust, but not a lot. Yes. And a guy that seems to be fairly trustworthy in this draft is A.J. Brown. I think he may be one of the safer picks. He's not super flashy. Uh, he caught yeah. 85 balls for 1,320 yards, but only six touchdowns during his final season also at Ole Miss. Yeah, so that's what They were slinging crazy. the ball around there pretty much all season, and uh, A.J. Brown reaped most of the benefits except for the touchdown totals. So I think mm-hmm. he's a safe pick. I don't know how high he would go, but, I mean... Yeah, that's a it's a tough one. I think that he was definitely faster than he was expected to be in the forty time. Um, that, that that that's kind of big for him because that was one of his uh, things that people were knocking him on. He's not fast enough. So he him having a faster time in the forty is definitely going to help him get drafted at, at some point. But we got to see where he goes and how he works out because if you're not fast, as much as I hate to say <laughs> that speed is really important if you're not fast enough in the nfl you will not make it that's just the fact unfortunately unless you are like the best route route runner in the world and you have hands of stickum then yeah but you have to be somewhat quick and so i think that his 40 yard dash actually helped his situation yeah he got a sub four five in there which is good right. enough uh if it would have been over a four five oh people would have been talking about that is oh man i didn't realize he was as slow as this but uh 2017 he almost had the same type of season but he had 11 touchdowns so he can be a scoring type wide receiver i i like his skill set and again depending on where he goes i think if he went to you know like the packers that yeah. would be a good fit. I know they're probably not going to take a wide receiver as high as he's going to go, but that is a place that I would like to see him. Yeah, he's very well built, and he can break tackles like nobody's business. I mean, 
but that goes along with him not being as fast as what other receivers are and being well built like Metcalf is as well. So, I mean, that team is crazy that they had guys that are actually pretty big. Both of them are really, well, I think Metcalf's a little bigger as far as muscle goals, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to uh, Oklahoma and Marquise Brown. It's Antonio Brown's cousin. And of course, mm-hmm. just wait later on. We will have more on Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I hope Marquise gets some kind of nickname as well. We'll have to come up with one. <laughs> He's not a big guy. He's 5'10", 168 pounds. So he is a really smallish wide receiver. But last season he had 75 catches, 1,300 yards, and 10 touchdowns. So he was bringing it playing at right. Oklahoma. So apparently there is some football genes in the Brown DNA. And maybe... Maybe he's got some Antonio Brown in him. A lot of people are saying that he's kind of like a T.Y. Hilton or a Will Fuller type of player. And if he's anywhere close to that, he's going to have a lot of success. And I think he's probably, for me, the second uh, wide receiver taken off the board. But I don't know exactly how that's going to play out. But he's definitely one of the, uh, for me, a guy that I'm looking at big time. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. Uh, even in 2017, he had over a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. So right. it wasn't just one fluke season where everybody's talking. Oh, well, he's Antonio Brown's cousin. He had a really good year. No, he's he can probably stand on his own two feet when it comes to the NFL. He may need to bulk up just a little yeah, bit. I mean, he's really, really quick. He's really fast, explosive. So. That's one of the big parts. And like I said, speed matters in the NFL. It's not everything by any means, but it does matter quite a bit. And I think that is uh, big for him. Yep. No doubt about it. Okay, let's move on to NC State wide receiver Kelvin Harmon. This is CBS Sports' 32nd best player in the draft, according to the article I was reading. I don't know what that means, really. <laughs> but he is six foot three, 214 pounds. And he caught 177 passes for 2,600 yards and 16 touchdowns during his three years at NC State. In his yeah. last season, he had 81 for 1,186 and seven touchdowns. So that's not, awesome. Not bad. Yeah. I love the 81 receptions. That tells you something about his PPR value going into the NFL. Um, it's going to take some time, I think. I don't think he immediately becomes a starter, per se. But I think that he will definitely have a a good chance to become a starter in the future because I think he valid he validated them uh, all the critics because he was another person that was projected to have a slow forty time and yet he did do a relatively decent job on increasing that what was expected out of him for that. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much really all I got to say about him. There's not a lot else to say except for the fact that he had them 81 receptions and that for me that goes a long way yeah he's gonna have to use his size a little bit since he isn't the yeah. fastest he's gonna have to box some guys out you know kind of like a maybe like a Devin Funchess type player where he's not gonna blow by anybody but if he's got a quarterback that can put it in the right spot he's gonna come down with it because he does yeah. have fairly good he's hands. got really he's got really good hands very reliable Yes, he does. All right, move on to 
And Keel Harry, another six foot four, two hundred and thirteen pound wideout, caught seventy three passes for a thousand eighty eight yards and nine touchdowns last season at Arizona State. Kind of the same deal. Um, I'm not. I don't have a whole lot about him. He had a little bit faster forty than uh, Kelvin Harmon, so. Yeah, but it's kind of the same mold of a wide receiver, and yeah, it's kind of a wait and see approach with uh, some of these guys. But don't you know dismiss them? He uh, he's, he's yeah, done. I, he's caught I, a lot I'll of just, balls. I'll I'll just say it that way. Yeah, I don't want to dismiss him, but he's one of these guys that I'm really not looking at when it comes to drafting for fantasy football. Um. He's just, he's not fast enough and he's not, yeah, you have to have some kind of explosiveness and he doesn't have it. He's, that's just kind of, I don't know. When it comes to fantasy football and you're looking at rookies, you either have to have one of three things, great hands, really good route running, or you're really fast. And I don't think he has, I'm not going to say he's average everywhere. Yes, there you go. That's it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I'll stop there. He's the epitome of an average wide receiver. He right. he's going to give you good weeks and then he's going to disappear. Uh, I mean, he has improved his numbers, uh, most numbers every year that he uh, played at Arizona State. Uh, his average per catch has gone up, but it's still fourteen point nine, which is nothing special in you know college. So yeah, he he's. He's average. I guess that's as far as we can go. I do want to say one thing, though, because this is I don't want to pick on him at all. But a lot of people have said that they kind of they kind of he's kind of reminding them that of uh, Treadwell. And that's not that's not good. You don't want to be reminded of him. You know, you don't. As of right (laughs) now, coming out of college, everybody wanted to be like Laquan Treadwell. But Yeah, yeah, but. It's a bust for him. Yep. And if you end up going in the NFL doing the same, I mean, he, I'm not giving, I'm not going to say he's Treadwell. He he can do anything he wants to. He's got to work hard, and he can probably get it done. But if you are being compared to somebody who's been a bust, it's not a good comparison. Nope, you definitely don't want that one right now. Right. Let's move along to Debo Samuel. I'm not <laughs> going to give him the distinction of best name in the draft. We'll get to one of those in a little bit. But Debo Samuel out of South Carolina, he's six foot, two hundred and ten pounds, so decent size, not you know overly yeah. tall, but he's got a good enough stature. He caught one hundred forty eight passes for two thousand seventy six yards and sixteen touchdowns during four years at South Carolina. So for four years, it's not the best of stats, but uh, he's rated yeah. at CBS Sports sixth best receiver in this year's draft. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I think he's a good, solid. Uh, he's got a chance to be a, a good number two or number three uh, wide receiver in the NFL. I don't know if that will improve through time, but I think he's got a good chance to do that. And he's got some quickness, even though he's not really fast. He's got some quickness, so that kind of makes him a good um, slot type of player. So I think that he can be successful coming out of the slot. Yeah, that's uh, very possible. Uh, he had two decent years. He never broke a thousand yards, but last season right. he had eleven touchdowns. So that's where yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. where the hype is coming from with him. He was able to yep. get in the end zone, and if you can do that in any fantasy format, you will be uh, somebody that 
needs to be on a team. So right, right. Debo Samuel is one to keep your eye on if he gets into the right situation. It seems like we say that about everybody, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But at this point we don't really know exactly where these people are going to be going. So that's kind of where we have to go. Yep. <laughs> we will. When that draft gets here, there's going to be so many mocks going up to it. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, Look at the mocks. We'll tell you where people think they're going, and we'll tell oh, yeah. you who <laughs> we think is full of crap. Uh, <laughs> we'll move along to another runner-up in the name category, only because I share a name with J.J. Arcega Whiteside from, mm-hmm. where is he from? Stanford, duh. Right. Caught 135 passes for 2,200 yards and 28 touchdowns during his uh, final three seasons at Stanford, so... Again, another one of those wide receivers that's got great size. Oh, yeah. And in the last year, hit 14 touchdowns. That's right. That's, that's a good. That's awesome. Yes, yeah. I like seeing that. He's one of them guys that if you throw up a 50-50 pass, he's probably coming down with it. And that's a really good trait to have in the NFL. I mean, there's no question. Because these, these cornerbacks aren't really all that tall. So if you can go up there and jump much higher than the cornerbacks are – going to you got a really good chance of catching some touchdowns and he it's kind of weird because he's been kind of compared to mike evans in a way and i think that to me is a a weird comparison i don't really see him as mike evans i see him more as a a a poor man's randy moss in a sense he's not really fast though that that's that's where that i don't know i guess you can kind of compare him to both in a sense but mike evans isn't really that slow either no he's not um I kind of like the Mike Evans uh, yeah. comparison, but what strikes me is he has gotten so much better every year. His first year, it was yes. 24 yeah. catches, 379 yards, five touchdowns. Well, obviously, he made the best of when he was able to get a ball thrown at him. Right. And yeah. then the next year, he got double, 48 catches, and had nine touchdowns, almost doubled again. Like, okay, he's getting better. And then, of course, this last year, 14 touchdowns. And a thousand yards. Yeah. So he That's has awesome. been making strides, and I like to see that from a wide receiver coming out of college. He's getting better. He's learning. It, it looks like he's trying to be better. Improve. Yeah, yeah, and improve no everywhere he goes. So I like what I see out of him. He he is he's a guy that I've got my eye on. I don't know how many <laughs> times I can say this, but you know. <sighs> Okay, let's move on to Riley Ridley out of Georgia. Caught 69 passes for 1,000 yards and 13 touchdowns during his time at Georgia. Another 6'2", 200-pound wide receiver. Man, so many good, statured receivers. It's so hard to pick one out of this bunch. And for me... I don't think we've gotten to the guy that I like best yet. I don't know if there's anybody in who we've mentioned so far that you've uh, really got your eye on, but here's another I, one that I, seems yeah. average to me. Yeah, kind of. I think if he would have waited to come out of college, he would have had a much better chance to become a first-round pick. Um, I don't think he's a first-rounder. I'm not even sure he goes into the second. I think he falls into the third round as far as uh, the NFL draft goes. And I think as far as fantasy goes, he's something, somebody, (laughs) I'm going to say it again, somebody you got to keep your eye on, kind of wait for a little bit and see where he goes and then kind of feel it out from there. 
Yeah, he's he's definitely going to get drafted in all your rookie drafts, but he might not be one that you're you shouldn't bet on seeing much of him too soon. Right, exactly. Okay, now we're moving on to the guy that I've got my in my eye okay. on and I said this last year or last episode Hakeem Butler man mm-hmm. this guy is just going to be a matchup nightmare and I love oh, yeah. it every time I look I'm like oh this guy I I hope he gets drafted by the Bills I don't know what it is <laughs> my obsession next year is in not not going to be Devontae Adams it's going to be Josh Allen and mm-hmm. I hope they can pair Hakeem Butler up with Josh Allen this guy is just I can't even talk about him. I just <laughs> if the Eagles drafted him, I would be insanely yeah. happy. I mean, he doesn't have like amazing stats, but he's catching 22 yards per reception. Yeah. 1300 yards awesome. on 60 catches is amazing. You know, only 9 touchdowns, but 9 touchdowns is still pretty decent. He's so, definitely a matchup nightmare. Yes. I don't think there's any any you'd have to get a big linebacker who's fast to be able to match this guy up. Oh. And I, you just that's just not there. You'd have to have a know. safety that's fast and yeah. tall to even match yeah. up with him. I, I don't know who could match up with him at this point. I really I really can't. Yeah, I and mean, you know what? I think the Butler is somebody that is going to fall down later on into the draft. And I think in rookie drafts, he's probably going to be somebody that falls down as well. And I don't expect people to be going crazy. So if you're listening to the show <laughs> and it, well, later on, we're going to get a better picture of how we're going to be drafting these people in our rookie drafts and all that. But right now we're, we're looking at Butler. And if he is somebody that's not being looked at later on when you're doing your rookie drafts, this is somebody you can really get a good steal on. Yes, I I'm all in on Hakeem Butler. I don't even think yeah. I care where he lands. This is the one guy I think can succeed if he is willing to put the work in. And yes, that's exactly right. I I, I hope 6'6", 225 pounds, and we told you his measurements and wingspan mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's got it all if he can just <laughs> get to a team that is willing to work with him and make him better. He's going to be I'm swooning. Yeah. I don't. I've never swooned over a wide receiver coming out of college before. <laughs> I don't think so. We got to move on before I, you know, forget where oh we're at. <laughs> Let's move on to one of the <laughs> fastest people, wide receivers in the combine. Paris Campbell out of Ohio State. This guy ran a four three one forty. So yeah, he's going to be drafted somewhere fairly high. I believe he he's he's got some. Got some moxie to him, so 90 catches last year. What do you think about that? That's pretty amazing. For how fast he is, 90 catches is insane. Um, because most of the time when you're that quick, you're just getting the long, deep balls. But this guy is is something special that I think he gets drafted somewhere in the first round. It could be the second round. But I don't think he goes any later than the second round. If he goes in the third round, I will be shocked because – I'm not trying to go gaga over his <laughs> speed, but he is extremely fast. And NFL the people in the NFL they just go they go gaga over it. So that puts him into a different category. I, I think he is probably the third best wide receiver in this draft. And it's very possible. It is weird to see how fast he is 
and then oh, yeah. look at his stats. He only averaged eleven point eight yards a catch, but that could have been more, you know, with how Ohio State ran their offense versus what he actually is capable of. So we'll see once he gets on an NFL team if they let him loose or if they confine him to that small wide receiver role. And yeah. uh, I I hope somebody just lets him loose because he's another one that has improved every season. He only had 13 catches in 2016, 40 in 2017, and then bam, 90 last year. Yeah. This this is somebody I'm just going to – I haven't seen anybody compare him to – uh, him yet, but I think that he is very comparable to Tyreek Hill. Okay, uh, he's, yeah. just, he's he's got the speed. He's electric. He can catch balls everywhere, and he can just zing zang boom to be the John Madden. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, he is he is just electric, and I think that he's going to be very successful wherever he goes. Okay, sounds good. Let's move to another ninety plus catch receiver. Uh, this person, Emmanuel Hall, caught 97 passes in 2016 and 16 touchdowns during his time at Missouri. Uh, six foot three, but only 195 pounds. Uh, he caught 37 passes for 828 yards uh, and six scores while averaging 22.4 yards catch. So this is somebody that they let loose. Not a ton of catches, but a lot of yards. Right. Um, I believe, is this the guy that had the ridiculous jump? Like, I don't remember who that was, but I'm, uh, I'm not looking at the numbers. Let's for look that. at the broad, is it the broad jump or the vertical jump? I, he had ridiculous, whatever guy I'm thinking of is the, is the, he had both of them are really, really far. I don't remember, and high. I don't remember exactly who it was, but I thought it was him for some reason. But um, I do know that uh, a lot of people are saying that he doesn't put in the work ethic. At least they're scared of that. And yeah. they're not sure that he is going to be uh, willing to play through an, an injury. He wants to be 100% all the time. So I don't know how much to read into that, but it's definitely something that you have to kind of look at. Uh, you were right. He had the farthest broad jump and the highest vertical jump. Or right. tied for the highest vertical jump right, yeah. with uh, somebody else from so, Notre yeah, Dame. When I initially saw that, I was like, okay, who is this guy? Because I want to I wanna get that guy on my team. But then when I uh, read that he was going to have maybe some issues um, wanting to be on the field when he's 80%, then I said, oh, maybe I don't want this guy. Because um, it kind of scary in a way. Because you're going to get dinged up in the NFL. So if you don't have a hundred percent person out there, how much, how hard is he actually going to try? And that's where these, yeah, some of these scouts are saying that he might have an issue there. Yep. I cannot. Uh, yeah. I can't disagree with you there that yeah. he's going to be a project, a little bit of a project. If he can get to a team where he keep his attitude positive uh, right. and he yep. learns, then he might have a shot, but cause obviously the dude can, he can, jump <laughs> no he, he can play he's 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 big and he's fast and he can jump yes <laughs> that's i mean he's not super fast but he's fast for how big he is and how, how how tall he can get he can he can definitely be a good player in the nfl but you have to get your mind right yep that is very very true uh let's move on to some considered the best wide receiver in the mac buffalo wide receiver anthony johnson 
In his two seasons in Buffalo, he got 133 passes, 2,367 yards, and 25 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Six foot two, 207 pounds, another good stature. And he had 14 touchdowns just last year. So this is a guy, although it was in a lesser conference, right? don't count him out. Yeah, it's definitely somebody you have to keep an eye on. I think that's the theme of the day. Keep <laughs> yes, an eye it on is. this guy because uh, he's he's got good numbers. Um, nothing spectacular. I mean, the fourteen touchdowns is nice and and all that. But and I think uh, if if I remember because I don't have it in front of me, if I remember right, this guy this was one of the guys that they said was pretty decent at the Senior Bowl. So that kind of puts you in, in a little bit of a perspective as well. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he, uh, again, he, he's got the intangibles that you can't yeah. teach. So if somebody's willing to maybe take this guy a little earlier than normally a wide receiver from the MAC division would go, they could pull themselves out a little gem. But, again, we're going to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Now let's move back to Ohio State. And another wide receiver from there, Terry McLaurin. He is, by CBS Sports standards, the 99th best player in the draft. Caught 11 touchdowns in 2018, averaged 20 yards per catch. Six foot one, 205. Pretty decent stature again. So yeah. <laughs> we just, these guys are just all clones of each other. I swear, they've all got the same <laughs> size, weight, and this is another, you know, 20 yards a catch. I like seeing that in college. I know it's not going right. to completely translate over into the pros, but when that when that yards per catch gets up over 20, I'm I start getting excited. And I think that's part of the reason why I think he'll be a good number 2 in the NFL at some point. I don't think he's going to get that opportunity extremely fast, but I think he at the end of this year it very well could be a number two on any team because he definitely has the intangibles, but he's really not. And this is this is why I I don't want to hound on speed. He's really not the fastest, but it doesn't matter if you're good in, in other in other aspects of your game. So this guy I think can be a decent number two. Well, he only had 35 catches last year, so those 11 yeah. touchdowns it was one every three ish catches. Right, that he was getting a touchdown, and if he can keep that up, obviously, you know, it was these are almost John Ross type numbers that he <laughs> did last year. But that is not something you could count on fantasy wise. If you're only getting twenty five to thirty five, forty catches, he's he's going to have to be a daily fantasy player if he's going against a team that has crappy defensive backs. You're like, okay, well, this is the week I'm going to put him in. Well, you have to remember in, in Ohio State, and if you're if you're catching eleven touchdowns, one, the Big Ten is not really a passing true passing true league, and uh, most of the time defenses are pretty good in the Big Ten. So I'm I if you're getting eleven touchdowns on a very little amount of uh, receptions, that tells me that you are a pretty good red zone threat, and I I. I don't want to say that you have to go get this guy because I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but if if trends are looking towards uh, a team that he can be on that has a good chance of having him as a red zone threat, you have to you have to look at it because he's he's been successful in that aspect. All right, 
Let's talk about the other fastest wide receiver in the 40-yard dash, Andy Isabella. He uh, had an interesting uh, event because he, at first, he timed at like a 4-5-6, and everybody was like, what? (laughs) That's not good. Why would anybody want to go? Oh, wait, there was a screw-up. He actually ran a 4-3-1. They took a whole quarter of a second (laughs) off of his time, and now he's tied for the fastest 40-yard dash. And this guy looks like he's, he's got it all. I I don't I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I really do like Mr. Andy Isabella. Yeah, I mean, 102 passes and 13 touchdowns. I've almost almost uh, 100 1,700 yards. He's very close to that. That's that's really good, and he is really fast. So we already know that. Um, I think he he can project not just to, to for me he can't just be a guy that is running go routes all the time he has to be somebody that is uh, doing up the middle guys this is another guy that I can compare to Tyreek Hill in a certain uh, a certain aspect of it and this is somebody I think is going to be uh, late late in your drafts so I think it's kind of like a gold it's kind of gold when you get somebody that can be this quick. And be a good like for me. I think he's going to be a good slot receiver. That's that's what I would do if I had an NFL team. But I don't have an NFL team. So. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, uh, he's five ten, one hundred ninety pounds. So yeah, he is closer to the Tyreek Hill end of the right. spectrum than he is uh, the bigger bigger guys out there. And he did play at UMass, so I'm sure they didn't have a lot of options. So right. he may have inflated numbers because of that, but he did. He improved uh, 62 catches in 2016, 65 in 2017. And then bam, like you said, 102 last year and his yeah. touchdowns rose every year too. So it's not like he was just the only guy there. He was actually improving being one of the best targets that they had to throw to. I mean, when you feed somebody the ball and they can handle it, that tells me a lot. Yes. It certainly does. Well, we got one more guy to talk about, and here is the winner of the best name in the wide receiver category, <laughs> Lil Jordan Humphrey from oh. Texas. I, I, I can't wait to hear yeah. Joe Buck talk about Lil Jordan Humphrey, <laughs> and I can't wait to hear Troy Aikman fumble over that name i don't even know if he could say <laughs> little jordan the way it's supposed to be pronounced so yeah <laughs> i i love the name i'm not sure what the parents were thinking or if he changed his name by himself i don't know how how he got the name but i think it's hilariously awesome yes it that's, is that's that's why it's better than uh mr big chest i can tell you that yeah uh but I don't think AB has officially, you know, changed his name on his no. driver's license to Mr. Big Chest <laughs> yet. So, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about Humphrey's numbers since yeah. we haven't done that yet. Uh, he had 86 catches for 1,176 mm-hmm. yards and nine touchdowns last year. Six foot four, 225, another one of those big guys. Yeah. He mm-hmm. is ranked right around the same as, uh, who was it? CBS was saying, oh, man, of course, no, I can't find it. <laughs> Here I am being dumb. Oh, well, they have him ranked as the 103rd best player in this year's draft. So end yeah. of the third round is where they 
see him as a worthwhile candidate. I I would be happy at the end of the third round to get a guy like this. Yeah, I'm thinking more like the fourth round. To be honest, I don't I don't think he's going to be in the third round. If at the end of the third round, maybe, but I'm still thinking fourth round because he is not the quickest. And when you're getting down to the next level of uh, guys in the draft, you have to stand out somehow. And he doesn't have that speed, and he doesn't have all the glittery type things that everybody's looking for. So I think he can definitely be a solid guy in the NFL, but he's, I think this is somebody who needs to uh, get a little bit of work done. Yeah. I don't know why, if, if this is a decent comparison or not, but I saw the size and how he was doing it. And I was thinking Hakeem Nix. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. For whatever reason that that's the name that popped into mind. And if he can have a decent, his career as Hakeem Nix did, you know, he'll have, He'll have plenty of fantasy value. He just won't be flashy. He'll box somebody out and, right. you know, he'll he'll be an extra tight end in the red zone is kind of what it seems to me. Yeah, he's not going to be separating from cornerbacks. Let's just put it that way. Uh, no, he's not <laughs> going to be separating from linebackers. His 40 time was 475. That is yeah, not, it's not, it's, that's, not good. That's what I'm saying. He's going to he's going to fall. I don't think he goes in the third. I think it's probably the fourth. And it, I wouldn't be surprised if he even goes into the fifth. And what's sad is, you know, he wasn't fast, and he only had 13 reps in the bench press. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's just kind of weird, and he didn't jump that high. Uh, his three-cone drill was better than DK. <laughs> I, <laughs> it, I mean, when, you, when you're trying to compare him to Metcalf at this point, you just – you can't. No. It's just not even close. <laughs> nope, not even close. Well, those are the guys we're going to talk about this time. The draft is getting closer. Free agency yeah. is getting closer. By next Thursday, when we record again, I believe that is the 14th of March, and I believe that is when free agency opens. So we'll probably be talking more about free agency than we will the draft, but... The draft is coming ever so closer, and you, we won't be able to stop talking about it after that. So, <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's exciting. It's exciting that NFL is finally getting back into it. You can actually look at things and say, oh, God, look, who, the, who the Jets going to get? Who the Eagles going to get? Uh, for a lot of my friends and family, who the Packers going to get? Yes. Uh, it's just it, it makes things really exciting. And the NFL, they're not, you're not even playing games. And that's why that's why the NFL is awesome. And you want to know another reason why the NFL is awesome? Okay. <laughs> and now it's time for Twat. This week's Antonio Troubles. We can't escape it. Antonio Brown every week until he gets traded and even after he gets traded. Uh we've been hearing rumors that there's going to be a deal by Friday. There's so many teams that we're yeah. going to stop taking offers. Well, I don't think that's the case because there was another report out there. Like, there's no deadline for us asking to get rid of Antonio Brown. <laughs> but the Steelers did ask Mr. Big Chest to delay his roster bonus for cap reasons. So I'm sure he was just like, sure, why not? Whatever you need to do, guys. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. The three teams that have shown the most interest right now are the Oakland Raiders, the Washington Redskins, and the Tennessee Titans. All teams I'm sure Antonio Brown is just clamoring to get to. (laughs) 
it's funny because uh, today my brother texted me. He said, oh, I, I saw somebody on my um, my Facebook page said that uh, it was basically a lock that he was going to go with the Packers. And I was like, wow, that would be amazing, one. And two, and he, he said it would be by tomorrow. We'd find out tomorrow that it was going to happen. If that happens, then wow. I mean, wow. But... If that happens, you need to let me know who it is that he was talking to because yeah, I'd like to get a little get, more uh, insight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing with these three teams, though, is it could be a battle between Jay Gruden and John Gruden who gets Antonio <laughs> Brown. And I know John Gruden has said he's the hardest working guy he's ever seen in the league. And while that may be true, I, I saw some video and stuff of him earlier today watching some TV and. Mr. Toe Tap, that was uh, Tony Toe Tap, I think, is one of his nicknames. And he is really good at it, and I'm sure he's worked very hard at it. So, yeah. But he just is. All right. I got, here's some things that Tom sent me. <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown told us how he really feels on The Shop. It's an HBO, uh, I believe, show. And this was a quote from Mr. Big Chest. We lose the game, and he's like, he's talking about Ben Roethlisberger, and he's like, A.B. should have ran a better route. He feels like he's the owner. Bro, you threw this to the D-line. How the f*** am I going to run a better route? You need to give me a better ball. Good Lord. (laughs) And then the drama that is Mr. Big Chest. This is the quote of the day. I'm I I can oh I, I don't even know if I can get through it without laughing. I'm gonna try. You guys have to hear this out because this uh, when you hear this, you're gonna be like, come on, tell us how you really feel, Mr. Antonio Brown. Here is Mr. Big Chest on Ben Roethlisberger. Quote People keep telling me that Ben is a Hall of Famer, but dude is old, rapey, and can't do sh- on the road. Yeah, half the time I'm playing with the Hall of Famer, but the other half I'm playing with a fat Brock Osweiler. Oh, my goodness. This is the best quote I have ever read in my life. Do you you really want somebody who's going to call your quarterback out like that on your team? I mean, you could have the best quarterback in the world, and he's going to compare you to Brock Osweiler. Not just Brock Osweiler. Fat Brock Osweiler. But is he wrong? That's the thing. Like, he's not 100% saying just garbage. (laughs) He has been terrible on the road. He has been accused of rape. He is getting old. (laughs) I, I... I'm sorry. He's not Osweiler in any way. I mean, he, he has some bad games, yes. But every quarterback does. He's nowhere close to Osweiler. And I think it's hilarious that Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest, is doing this and calling him out like this. Oh, I love it. He just he gives us more fuel for the end of our shows. We get to kind of relax after we dig in deep to all these stats and <laughs> heights and weights yeah. and all all the you know boring numbers that we got to listen to, and then we get Antonio Brown tweets and love quotes it. and love it. Ah, it just kind of 
stress relieves myself at the end of an episode. And I hope we never run out. I hope we never run out of stuff that he says because he, he's going to go to a team at some point. And I hope he just makes waves. I, I, <laughs> I hope it, I hope for the team that gets him, I hope they're good waves and he's just being funny and silly and whatever. And he's still going to be successful on that team. But my gosh, it's hilarious to listen to him right now. And then think about the other side of that. What if he gets traded to the Tennessee Titans yeah. and Marcus Mariota can't oh feed gosh. him the ball 110 times a year? What is he going to be saying? It, we're going to have to come up with even more oh, yeah. reasons or less reasons <laughs> to have our twat segment at the end of the show because he is not going to shut up if no. he ends up with Marcus Mariota. I can about guarantee it. it I almost want it to happen just because of that. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not a good situation if he goes to Tennessee. I mean, no it, way, no it, way, no how that that's going to work, end up working out. It should make Tennessee a better team, well, but yeah, I don't no think it makes that. Antonio Brown a better fantasy wide receiver. So, mm-hmm. all right, I think we're going to end it on there. We went a little longer than our last couple of episodes, but that's okay. Yeah. We gave you a lot of information. And the season is coming, and we're going to be on social media with a vengeance here soon when all this news starts coming out. And you can find us on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel. You can also see us on the Stardom and Sidham page. Again, we have all this in our show notes. So... I think that's all we've got. Do you have anything else to add to the end of this episode? I do not have anything else to add. This was a really good one. All right. Thank you, Tom, for being here. Thank everybody out there for listening. And if you could subscribe and leave us a review, that'd be great. So till next Um, time, go ahead. I do want to say that I don't want to forget that uh, you got to go on your your fantasy uh, football start him to sit him on Facebook um, and get get uh, uh, <laughs> wow if I can finish this correctly get on there and ask some questions and we'll be there we're going to help you guys out as much as possible alright there we go so thanks again don't forget stay fueled up this off season <laughs>